0: Welcome to the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm David Pratt, along with the president of Everything Financial, Peter Shushecki. On season two, episode 12, 10 key questions, Peter, on RSPs, or as we or you like to call it, there's no such thing as RSP season, okay? What does that mean?
1: There is no such thing as RSP season, Dave. It's uh It's one of those things we've seen created for years now. Everyone thinks there's such thing as an RSP season. There's no such thing as RSP season. That's what we're going to call this episode. I'm sticking to it. That's what we're going with.
0: (laughs) Well, then why do the banks push this?
1: Uh, Commissions, bonuses, um, get that fever frenzy of people wanting to buy. And what happens is you overbuy. It's their biggest commission time of the year. Wow. Now let's be clear, okay. there's an RSP deadline. And and that deadline is only to use those deductions for the previous year's taxes, which we're gonna get into later with some of our questions. So there's no such thing as RSP season. It was created years ago to make people think, and, and this is the, the, the truth. People think, this is bizarre, Dave, yeah. you're gonna love this okay, one. Okay, I'm ready for it. You can, only, you can only buy RSPs at the end of February. Yeah. They think that. Yeah. I do. People think that. It's been, yeah, it's been drilled into them for so many years with the banks, the advertising. No such thing. But let's make RSP season a 12 month thing. So you're not really having to do any last minute planning. I mean, as a great person once said, actually, this great person was Janice Soudin, who we had on a previous podcast. So I'm going to give her credit where credit is due. RSP season is like Valentine's Day. It's the one day of the year you spend way more money than you should because everything is artificially inflated in price. And I remember last yeah. year I said that on the CTV morning live show yeah. to Carrie Adams and she just burst out laughing on air. She says, don't ruin my Valentine's <laughs> Day, you know, but, but, it, but it is true. Everything is artificially jacked in price. And you know how I get just incensed about yeah. overpaying for things. So no such thing. Just a deadline. Well, if we're talking about
0: love, then let's talk about the government who who loves us so much. Why do they support this?
1: Well, the more people who put money into RSPs, Dave, um, potentially, potentially, and it's a whole other episode for a podcast, but if you have too much money, or not too much money, but a lot of money in RSPs, you may not be able to collect old age security because there is a graduated clawback Again, what that means is if your income is too high, then you lose some, or potentially if it's really high, all of your old age security. So the government really wants us to self finance our um, retirement plan. That's one okay. theory, if you will, from the government. That's my opinion, I know, okay. but but that's really what it looks like. But here's the other thing, and we're going to get into this again, closer to the end when I talk more about taxes and this down the road here at the end of this uh, podcast. But if you put a lot of money into RSPs, the government doesn't have to pay you back as much in tax. Ah, And I know you're going like, what the heck does that mean? We're gonna use a little graph later to show this, but the more you buy, yes, the smaller percentage of tax you pay, but also the smaller percentage of refund you get. So when we show this later, Instead of getting forty percent back on your dollar, you might only get twenty eight percent back on your dollar. Government keeps more money if you put way more in RSPs.
0: Well, I had a different adjective, but okay, uh, I get I get your point. But here's the thing: to me, is when we're having this conversation, how do you avoid getting sucked in?
1: Yeah, it's uh, you. You really need to go out, find yourself a registered financial planner, yeah. design a proper. Solution based, not sales based or product based, if you will. Uh, financial plan where RSPs are just one of the solutions built into your plan. And I know I've talked about this before, Dave, but here's one for you. A couple of years ago was last day of RSP season <laughs> um, at the bank, and I was at the teller. Uh, we call them tellers, tellers because they're definitely definitely not listeners. We know that. Okay. And, the, and she's she didn't even look up. She's like this. And and I'm, I'm just doing some business transactions for the company quickly. And she's like this and goes, D- did you maximize your RSPs? And the lady behind her is one of my clients that knows me yeah. and, and said, uh, and just, yeah, I could see her shaking her head, face in hand, she goes, uh-oh, Peter's gonna go on a classic Dave Pratt rant. Oh, Give yeah. credit where credit is due. I learned from the best. There you go. So, and I said, what kind of stupid question is that? Have I maximized my RSPs? And and then without still looking up where it's got Peter's checking everything financial, do not talk about finances right on her screen. Then she says, well, how are you ever going to retire if you don't maximize your RSPs? And then Peter lost it yeah. and went on a rant because retirement's got nothing to do with RSPs. Retirement is one or RSPs are one of the possible Solutions you may use towards retirement. But what if you've got an amazing pension and you've been left a ton of money from your parents and you have you have the full income you need? Oh, wait a minute. And you're in a really low tax bracket where RSPs aren't going to make the world a difference. So it's it's one possible thing you may use, but it's gotta have the right parameters. Do I need it? Yeah. Am I getting enough back in taxes? Is it going to make a financial difference to my family? Oh, wait a minute. If I buy all this in RSPs, can I still put milk on the table? Like there's a lot of other factors you have to go in. And that's why it's part of the plan. It's part of the solution. It's not the only solution.
0: Well, then the question I have for you is how do you create your own RRSP season? Because basically that's what you're talking about right now.
1: Yeah, it's it starts... Any day you want, and it goes till the end of any day you want. Okay. It starts. It starts April first and goes till the end of March. Whatever. It, it's one of those things where you figure out your tax situation. You figure out what is the optimal amount of RSPs for your tax bracket and your retirement. How the two mesh together, and then try and figure out a monthly amount you need. Okay to reach that target at the end of the year. Now, it's a moving target because income may change, you may get bonuses at work. God forbid there was a COVID outbreak and say you couldn't work and you went from a really high income bracket for part of the year to a really low income bracket, that's gonna change the overall picture. So you really have to work with a professional, make it one of the solutions and figure out how to get for lack of a better term, how to get the most bang for your buck in buying RSPs. So, you know, you may put away, I don't know, Dave, let's just keep math simple. (laughs) You may put away a hundred bucks a month, let's say, Mm -hmm. 1200 bucks a year and find out, oh, the optimal amount is twice that, 2,400, but you really couldn't afford to put away 200 bucks a month at the time. So then at the end of, the year, you're looking at your taxes, and you figure out what do I need. So I'll give you an example. At this time of year, when we're, you know, we're doing this podcast, we go to clients, and we we get their final T4. If the T4 is not out yet, we get their final pay stub. And we look at what work deposit maybe for an RSP for them, because maybe they have a matching plan at work for, for RSPs. Maybe they're getting enough right there off their paychecks. From their company, and we look at other deductions they may have. Maybe they're self-employed. Maybe they're a realtor who gets to write off, you know, the car, the phone, office expenses. So they have all these other deductions. Or maybe, here's a good one. Maybe Dave, it take you back to a previous time in a previous life in yes. previous podcast, yes. where they're using their house and the mortgage and the interest and the management fees we talked about before yep. as a tax deduction. Well, those things are treated like an RSP on your taxes, like they're a one for one, a dollar for dollar deduction. So maybe with all those deductions, you barely need any RSPs. And all of a sudden, the whole calculation is different. So that's what I say with make yourself, you know, have your own or create your own RSP season. Look at all the other factors, those third party or external factors in your finances that will affect what you put into RSPs. And I go to a lot of people and we do the numbers and we go, you're on track 100% for your retirement, you know, selfish plug with our Omni formula. and But it's true. And we figure out exactly what you need. And we go, you know what? You don't need RSPs on the surface, but you're in John Horgan's beautiful world, AKA assisted by Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party of yes. Canada. Yeah. Um, And you're in a 53.5% tax bracket because John Horgan, remember last election said we have the lowest tax rates in Canada. 53.5% is the highest. So I don't get where he says lowest tax rates in Canada. Maybe if you're making under $25,000, yes, but not if you're making a higher level income. And maybe at that point you go, you know what? It makes no sense. Even though I don't really need them for retirement, but it does make sense at that point to go, geez, I should buy some RSPs because, wait a minute, I'm going to get 53.5 and cents back on every dollar I put in. Gee, you think I might have to create my own RSPs and buy some at that point? It's probably a good idea at that point. So it's not simply just a blind purchase where you go, okay, I need these. You have to really look at the whole picture. And that's what we're trying to do here is educate people on the whole picture, all the different things you need to look at.
0: Well, then that that gets us to the other big question here. I mean, are RSPs the only way to save for retirement? There's got to be a better way then from everything you've just told me.
1: Yeah, it's not just RSPs. You're right, Dave. There's, There's pension plans at work. There's deferred profit sharing plans through your employer. There's CPP. There's old age security. Now, you're not really saving. They're there provided by the government, you know, payroll deduction from CPP and you put in your employer puts in. Yeah. But but it's it's backwards math. There's also TFSAs. There's also debt reduction to provide you more equity in your home at retirement. Like there's, there's so many, there's just pure savings too. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, taxes are not quite, you know, pure savings aren't treated as well tax-wise, but you can't also retire and have all your income taxable. So everything is pension, CPP, old age security, yeah. and RSPs in some form. There's other types through employers and stuff, but they're, you know, they're all taxable. If everything is taxable at retirement, it's not much different than work if you're putting out a check to the government every two weeks <laughs> for your taxes kind of idea, yeah. really. So you look at some of these other things, we talked about TFSAs, and we're gonna do an episode about coming up where TFSA is kind of the new RSP season, how to use the two hand in hand we're gonna talk about. But we also talked about converting over your mortgage to make it tax deductible. Well, that's a huge amount of money there that's not taxable um, that you can use towards retirement too. So you've gotta look at all these factors, bring them all into play and go, okay, how much of this do I need in RSP? Pardon me, people, the voice is gone this week. Um, How much to RSP? how much to TFSA? Oh, what am I getting for my pension? So it's kind of like Dave backwards mathematics, okay, I need 5000 a month to retire. So so this is where the math and the fun rain man stuff comes into play. I need $5,000 a month to retire. Oh, wait a minute. I get 1500 from I'm just gonna use people simple rounded off numbers for this, you know, example $1,500 from my CPP. Well, I only need 3500 now. Oh, I get seven hundred from my old age security. Oh, look at that. I'm down to twenty eight hundred dollars. Oh, I have maximized my TFSA and it's worth a hundred grand. Oh, I'm getting say six hundred a month. From that I'm down to twenty two hundred. Oh, wait a minute. I work for the government or I work as a teacher or a firefighter or whatever you work at. I have a pension. Oh, my pension's going to give me twenty-seven fifty a month. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I've got five hundred and fifty dollars more than I need. Not that you will say no to more money. No, no. <laughs> but <laughs> more than I need. <laughs> so really, do I need any RSPs that are more taxable? This is where you look at. No, maybe I look at some just straight savings so I have more tax-free money to add to my retirement, not RRSP money to add to my retirement. So that's how we're trying to educate people to see the big picture. And again, you kind of take the 35,000 foot view and look at the big picture and then you break it down into little bitty pieces. And that's what your registered financial planner should do. That's what we do with the Omni formula is make it easy to understand, break it down into little bite-sized chunks so people understand because what do I always say Dave it's your money and that's the way it should be done not not buying oh here you got to put $10,000 a year away to RSPs because you need 1.2 million or some stupid magic arbitrary number to retire it's a bunch of horseshit. it is I just get so furious when I hear people throw out these random numbers without anything to back it up and they have no clue And people, as you said, I didn't say it, you did. People get sucked in and they just buy it for the sake of buying it without knowing any reason of why they're buying it.
0: Which really gets to the question, RSPs, is this a retirement plan, which again, we're kind of talking about, or is it just a tax plan? And there's a big difference between these two. So you tell me, what is
1: it? Yeah, your RSP should be taxes first, look at what you can save on your taxes and how you can buy an RSP at this rate and then cash it in, say at a lower rate, we'll, we'll show a chart about that, you know, buy it at 44%, sure. maybe you cash it in at 28%, which is great tax planning. And by the way, you've just made a whack of money from the tax man. So that's a good thing. Um, and then look at rsp as okay you know that five thousand dollar example we gave say the pension wasn't 2750 it was 1700 so now you look at how much do i need in rsps to kick in that extra 500 of income i'm gonna need you know to fix the shortfall so there the rsp can be the tax and the savings it's both so look at rsps as the money you earn on RSPs are your taxes first and what it earns is the bonus. Okay. So how much are you gonna save right now? Through a proper plan, I'm gonna spend it at a much lower rate than I bought it. And then, oh, the extra money I make is my bonus. So that's perfect.
0: Now, again, we're we're dealing here in, It's sort of kind of broad strokes, but I want to be a little more specific here. What is the best way to know just exactly how much we're talking dollars here? How much RSPs do you actually need? And I'll accent the word
1: need. Perfect question. Um, Well, solution one. And there's two ways to go about this, as we know. Solution one would be. Well, they're one in one A. So let me try to be clear on clear as mud as I can. But solution one would be, look at all the other outside factors we just talked about with that $5,000 example. Do the backwards engineering and the backwards mathematics, figure out what the shortfall is, and then go, okay, I need to put away this much in RSPs to grow this much money to fill in that shortfall that I'm going to have at 65 or 60 or whatever that desired retirement age is. That's part one. And then part one a is you look at your tax bracket and you figure out, okay, if I buy this much, I'm still maximizing my tax return. Oh, and by buying X, whatever X is, um, I'm also able to reach that goal I have for retirement. Now, here's another way to look at it though. Mm -hmm. If reaching that goal, or if that tax bracket requires you, or it's beneficial to you to buy a little more than you're going to need, or even a lot more than you're going to need to reach that tax bracket, maybe you then change your goals. Maybe you go, Oh, 5,000 a month was good but six thousand a month is going to be way better sure. for travel or five thousand dollars a month at 65 was good but five thousand dollars a month at 60 is even better so that's what you can do then and then and then you adjust the tax the savings you adjust all those okay. figures
0: well Peter when you were talking about getting to that goal you know that finish line whatever whatever you want to call it okay where should the accent be on retirement or taxes?
1: Both. Um, So, so yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, no, but you got to have the retirement goal first. Okay. Where do you want to, where do you want to retire when it comes to RSPs? That's what we're talking about today. And then you got to look at taxes. So I'll give you an example. Just looking at this chart we have on the side here. If you're in a tax bracket, say that's 40, let's go with the 44.0. Sorry, now let's make it real simple for people. Let's go 40% tax bracket, 40.0 seven. So that's between 117,000 and 151,000, almost 152. Say you're making 145,000 and you put in um, 20 grand to an RSP, you're still going to get a 40% refund. But if you put in say 25 grand to an RSP, so from 140, you're down to 115, you just dropped to a 38.29% tax bracket. So you the government is going to get you back give you back 2% less. Okay, that's not crucial. But go one tax bracket below that from 98,000 to $117,000 of income, which is actually a pretty normal income into this day and age like nine, you know, 100 grand kind of in that ballpark. So say you're making 110,000. And you're in that 38.29% tax bracket. And you put in, you know, ten, twelve thousand $12,000 to an RSP and it just dropped you to a 32.79% wow. tax bracket. You just lost, you know, five and a half percent in your savings on your taxes. Hmm. The government is giving you back five and a half percent less. That's not good tax planning. No. That doesn't make sense. You just let Justin Trudeau and <laughs> Morgan off the hook for five and a half percent. Do you know how hard it is sometimes, Dave, to make five and a half percent? I'd rather have that money guaranteed in my hand in a tax-free tax refund than leaving it to the government. Yes. (laughs) So... The two go hand in hand: taxes yeah, yeah, and savings. Yeah, the last last people you
0: want to give it to are the government. I got Ottawa, Victoria. You got it. Um, but oh no, they spend it so wisely. Yeah, Dave. really, don't they? Though, yes, and, and they they always phone first. Do you ever notice that? And then they then they spend your money. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah I've, I've noticed that. I think I just I think I just threw up in my mouth <laughs> saying that they spend it wisely. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go and on. remember, people. But, I'm not this party, that party, or that party. Okay. I'm an equal opportunist. I hate them all equally. (laughs) Well, I do hate some more than others, but still I don't like, you know, what is the old saying? How do you know a politician is lying? His lips are moving. You know, Uh, someone said to me recently, this is funny. We're going on a tangent here. Someone said to me recently, very smart businessman, but he said, there's a lot of people who probably go into politics with good views, good ideas. They want to help whatever the case may be. But in order to survive in politics, at some point, they got to pay the piper, they pay the people that put them in the office, and they all turn crooked by default. Oh. They just have to. Or the other saying is, this is true of our prime minister, people who can't do, go into politics. Boy, could I tell you a story about our current prime minister, and when he was teaching at Point Grey, and I remember the little yes. black face yeah, thing? I I yeah, saw I remember it, the re- pictures. I ran and I ran, oh God, we're now on a tangent. That's okay. I can see our producer, Dave, is probably just going like this. Oh my God, Peter, don't go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. That's right. Um But I ran into the person who is behind him yeah. in the blackface photo who fired him. Wow. And all she told me is, well, started in mathematics, couldn't do it, couldn't teach, didn't show up half the time. They put him into drama, couldn't do it, couldn't teach, didn't show up half the time. So the headmaster, who was very good friends with Pierre, Uh then left, retired. I didn't didn't get into that part of it, but was no longer there. Then they were able to fire him. He was there to put something on the resume for future politics. Uh Those who can't do, go into politics.
0: And we didn't even touch on Donald Trump. How did we do that? We escaped that. (laughs)
1: or joe biden yeah yeah okay (laughs) or pretty much or pretty much anyone on any party in the u.s these days
0: take your pick brother take your pick uh okay let's get let's get back to the money let's let's talk about some more money here um this is scary i'm gonna it's not even halloween here but okay this is scary spousal rsp yikes I'm, i'm already shaking here a little bit how do you know if you need it
1: yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. it's actually a really good thing, though, Dave. I know it makes you shake. It does. I'm, I'm going to give you a good story about good. this one, but <laughs> spousal RSP, just another one of the many types of RSPs, which we'll get into in a minute, but let's focus on spousal yeah. first and try to educate people on this. So in a spousal RSP, so let's use you as an example, Dave. Okay. You're still, you know, you're 40-year radio TV superstar celebrity, but you got a actually good pension, good profit sharing, whatever the case may be, share plan through Bell Media. And you have this really good retirement income set. But because of the celebrity you wore, you're in a massively high tax bracket and you need RSPs. But Brenda is self-employed, let's say, and really doesn't have any pension or significant retirement savings through her employer. It's just an example. Okay, yep. Because I know know the names here. Yes, you do. So what you do, but you need a tax break because you're in a high tax bracket. Say Brenda's making good money, but she's self-employed, so her net taxes are quite low. So what you do is you can look at doing a spousal RSP, which means you get the deduction, but she gets the money in a spousal RSP account. Okay. So when you retire, <clears throat> that income goes under her tax bracket, not yours. Okay. So you're writing it off in your bracket, but you're spending it in Brenda's bracket. Now, spousal RSPs are really good. <laughs> <Remember>. <laughs> okay, straight face, straight face, here we go. <laughs> I can't do the straight face, but remember, You've given them the money, Yes, we have, but yes. doesn't it really say that, you know, I always look at this philosophy, yeah. give them all the money anyways, because then they have to give you back half. No, <laughs> But there is a good story with this. There is a good story with this. And I'm not saying the names. This goes way back, way, way back. I had a, now there also is some rules on this. If then this was, they've changed, but for somewhat, but not completely, but. Way back when in the '90s, um, I had a client, very high income bracket, was doing a whack of spouse large piece for his wife. Mm-hmm. She, he had a pension, and everything else. Turned out this gentleman was not a very nice man. Uh huh. He was a bit of an abusive ditch pig. To tell it like it is, he was a horrible person. Yeah. And then he divorced his wife, or she filed for divorce, whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point, but they were fighting over some things and I went to her and I said, no, 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 don't, don't nitpick on this because she had the last three years, he had thrown a whack of money in espousal spousal RSP. So, based on the rules at the time, kind of still like that, but they're different. You know, they changed a bit for uh, divorce. But, anyways, uh, she was able to if if she cashed in any money from the spousal RSP because he had been depositing the last three years, it went back on his income. There was less like this three year clawback type thing. So. <laughs> What did we do? Cause he was such not a nice person. Okay. We cashed them all in. Ooh. And it was a whack, a whack of our RSPs, six figures. Cause he had a lot of unused room. He used up in those three years when he got this new job, right? All that. So then she cashed them all in and then she took them and used them for herself. Mm-hmm. It was a, is a process. But he got six figures, and she did it as soon as the divorce pen was dry. And then the six figures all got applied to his income. Oh. 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 Nothing worse, nothing worse than a guy that beats on his wife. Yeah. So you know what? Don't they have a saying about that? Like, karma's a bitch? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. no. Yeah?
1: She, she got even. So... Spousal RSP is good, <laughs> but I, you might remember we talked about this on one of our morning shows okay. on TSN way yeah, back way. Yeah. And And I said, and I remember you were saying at the time, or as a co-host said, said so the key to this is don't get divorced, and if you do, make sure Peter Sischke is your financial <laughs> advisor, to stick it to your spouse. <laughs> but but it was but I mean, yeah. So the spousal RSP, you do have to watch for the spending. Uh, and when it's going to come out to make sure you're not the one tax right. even in retirement where there's no none of this horrible mess. But spousal RSP is a good way to put away RSPs to do some income splitting for the retirement yeah. years. It's, it's a it's a good vehicle for sure. And then here's the thing, the spousal. And I just had this happen with a guy. So you know by 71 you're turning your RSP sorry into a riff. I had this gentleman recently who was in his mid seventies, loved to work, loved his job and still made a, a really high income, really good income. So what did he do? He had a lot of unused RSP rooms, but his wife was in her sixties. Mm-hmm. So he was able to still buy <clears throat> RSPs against his income and get the write-off, uh-huh. even though he was past age 71. So you still can use spousal RSPs if your spouse is below age 71 and you have the room and you have the income to justify it, et cetera. Still a good thing to do.
0: One other quick thing I just want to touch on. Uh, are there other types of RSPs that we haven't gotten to that you do want to you know, just quickly hit on?
1: Yeah, there's there's what's called um, the locked in RSP. That's money. You have a, different types of pensions come out. Um, There's Lira's locked in retirement accounts when you when you take them as an income, but that's an an LRSP becoming income, et cetera. So that's one of the ones people see the most and they don't understand it. So I'll give you an idea here. When you retire or whatever, start spending your RSP. it goes into a RIF, registered retirement income fund. With a RIF, there's a minimum you have to spend every year, but there is no maximum. Well, take out whatever you want. Okay. Of course you're paying tax on it, but depending on your situation, right? With the LRSP going into the lira, there's a minimum you have to take out, but there's also a government formula, there's also a maximum. So you can't spend as much in a year. Because lira's come from pensions, you know, registered pension plans, etc. So there's a design on how much you can take to protect yourself to make sure you don't overspend, you don't run out of money. So that's one of the other main types. There's another registered product though, has nothing to do with this, but I want to clear up some confusion for people. There's the one for education, an RESP. So registered uh, education savings plan. So people think, you know, they get tax deductions from it and they get confused. You don't get a tax deduction from your deposits to an RESP. Yes, it's registered, but it's not treated the same as the other RSP vehicles. So we just want to okay. clear that up for people. And also, that, that's a common question we actually get.
0: Okay, and that—that's that, not an Aretha Franklin song or anything. I don't want to get confused with that. Well, it—it you know. it, it is. Okay. But
1: if you ever want to see a really good impression, okay, <laughs> go to Selfish Plug. But it is my—it is my podcast. It is. Go go to the Everything Financial YouTube channel. Okay um just type in everything financial group and look for one of the resp ctv morning live shows and you can see carrie Adams singing (laughs) r-e-s-p-e-c-t it's a hoot she's done it a couple times so once a year i tend to put her on the spot and make her sing it
0: Find out what yeah. it means to me. Uh, okay, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Final thing here. Okay, <laughs> tell tell me this slowly. Okay, so I can I can get it all and sort of get the you know the the Aretha Franklin thing behind me. Okay, uh, how do I get the most bang for my buck with an RRSP deposit? We really have saved the best for last. Showtime, buddy. Showtime. Okay.
1: Well, before we do in that. I'll help you get the Aretha Franklin out of your head. Okay. All we have to do is start seeing it's a small world from Disneyland. That'll never be out of your head for the rest of the day now. <laughs> okay, all so right. again, back back to our chart here. Okay. So let's again, you you look at this chart here with all these different tax rates. So people think buy more in RSPs, pay a lower tax. Absolutely, 100% true. Absolutely. I have a different philosophy though. You buy more in RSPs, you pay a lower percent tax, which means you're getting a lower percent refund from the government. You want to try and stay in that tax bracket. So if you're so fortunate to be making such a high income, that you're in a 53.5% tax bracket. Just sorry, just shivers up my spine just saying that. Okay. Buying so much in RSPs that you go to a 49.8% tax bracket, not too bad still, you're still okay. But will you buy so much that you go to a 46% tax bracket? Maybe not, because then you're losing 7% refund. Because remember, and this is really, important. It's not just about RSPs. It's about those other deductions. So if you have taxable investments, like we talked about, say, the tax deductible mortgage system, and you're writing off the interest, and you're writing off the management fees, because you're smart, and you're using a portfolio management company, (laughs) where those fees are tax fully disclosed, as we've talked about, but this is true and tax deductible what if you have 20 grand in deductions from those that's already going to lower your tax bracket then you've got to be really calculated with the rsp because too much rsps can drop you three tax brackets so i'm going to give you an exact real life example from a couple of years ago and i know we've alluded to this before but i have never seen anything so educational as this example we had a gentleman come in Um, to work with us for a financial plan, very fortunate, just got a new great job and made money that he never thought he'd make in his life. Really good. Really good to see someone a success story. And he was given a $50,000 bonus, all taxable. But because he had never ever bought RSPs and he was in his thirties, he had a lot of unused RSP room. So he said, it's time I get started this newfound wealth of $50,000. So he came into our tax department and he said, I'd like to put $25,000 in. How much of a refund will I get? So we did the numbers and his refund was uh, $11,300. Pretty sizable, pretty good. He was pretty excited. He should be. You know, not quite 50% and a good rate, though, you know, right up there. He was so excited. He said, Well, gosh, I wanted some money to do some stuff. So I'll put in another 25000 because he still had tons of room. And that's going to give me close, you know, $22,000 back. And then I can use that money from the government to go do the things I want to do. I have $50,000 head start on retirement. And have 22,000 in cash from the government. Not so fast. We plug the numbers into the computer. The extra $25,000 deposit to an RSP increased his refund from $11,300 to $11,500. <laughs> Cause suddenly all that money, yeah. look at the tax chart, yeah. all that money was now getting a refund at a much, 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 like half the rate than it was before. Wow! He went down so many tax brackets, he was getting nothing. So why would you put the extra $25,000 to get $200 more back? And he went, oh my gosh, now I understand right there from listening to us on the radio or TV or watching podcasts and me trying to say, you know, just because you can put into RSPs, doesn't necessarily mean you should put into RSPs. That is the best real life, not made up story I wow. can ever explain because it shocked the heck out of me as well when I saw it. Wow. Just, and we had to run it twice. We were like, really? That doesn't make any sense. Did that really happen? And it did. So, you know, there's, there's where you really have to do the calculations with your Registered financial planner. Most offices I know of also have a tax professional in there, so you can put the two hand in hand—the tax planning and the deductions—and see where that puts you.
0: Great story. Nice way to end it on a you know a happy ending. And as always, uh, Peter, thanks for raising my financial literacy. I, I can take I can take everything you can give me on this one, as you know. As you know, <laughs> um, it's tough saving for retirement when you don't have a financial plan, right?
1: yep yeah, it is it's tough and and the financial plan and the tax plan do go hand in hand
0: now if people want to learn more about a financial plan uh what can they do?
1: hmm, hmm. watch our podcast yes there's go a good to start. everything financial go to everythingfinancial.com and you can you can book an introductory meeting and we'll just really we'll give you a broad overview of what we do and see if it fits for you. there's no obligation. Yeah. if we're not the right people for you, don't worry. I don't take personal offense to that because you know me and you've known me a long time. I want people to find the right fit that gives them the education and the knowledge and the help they need, but nothing wrong with it. A lot of people have been doing this lately, Dave. They they see this or they see the TV or they hear the radio and they go to YouTube to Everything Financial Group and they start looking at the episodes. Sometimes start there, educate yourself because remember it's your money. And then give us a call and we'll be happy to talk to you.
0: That's episode 12 and we will be back soon. That's not a promise, it's a threat. Uh, with episode 13, thanks for following, rating, and sharing on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Now, if you've got any questions for Peter, um, you can you know get us at everythingfinancial.com
1: And as always, Peter, thanks so much for all of it and the great stories. <laughs> thanks, Dave. And hopefully by uh, the next time we record this, I'll have a voice back by then. <laughs> This is real stuff. So, you have no voice, the show must go on. Adios.